right, welcome back to episode 10 of the Ramblings of Mad Men. We've made it. We have made it. Getting close to that. I think 13 is the magic number for podcast episodes. We'll still be going at that point. Yep. <laughs> How's everyone been? Doing real good. Just another weekend for me. Yeah. Yeah, that sums it up pretty well. Just another weekend. <laughs> yeah, it really wasn't as, I mean, aside from, uh, I caught a well, pro wrestling show last night, and that's about it. <laughs> There's, uh, you know, of course, the big news for as of this recording, the biggest news, I mean, happened today is Gronkowski finally announcing his retirement. I say finally, like, he's been in the league for 20 years. <laughs> 2010 was when he came in, and so, I mean, eight years in total, but I mean... He's got a lot more than eight years worth of damage on that body. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. he's been teasing or leading to it, alluding to it. Yeah, it was kind of expected, I think. Yeah. I mean, at this juncture, you really... It's... I mean, you go out on top. I mean, why? I mean, that's what every athlete, you know, I'm assuming. And I mean, at that point, in, in anything really competitive, you want to go out as a champion. You want to go out, you feel, just in the best way possible. And so, he did so. Yeah, I think he'll go out as considered one of the most dominant tight ends we've ever seen play the game. Yeah. If not, a lot of people will call him the greatest. Yeah. You know, right now he's getting a lot of that love, especially in that Boston market. Mm-hmm. The old boy. <laughs> Boston market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Many people who like the Patriots. I mean, 2010, 2008, 1,000-plus one, 1, yard seasons, 79 touchdowns, 15.1 average. You know, he's got 521, I believe, receptions. 7,861 yards. That's yeah. hell of a... And that's with a lot of missed time in there, too. Yes, yes, it is. And he still put up those kind of numbers. Yeah. 29 years old, which, jeez, I mean... There's no telling what... You know, going you know to the Witten thing with him coming out of retirement, I mean, you want to think that... You don't ever want to say never. Yeah. The fact that, oh, well, he's done, you know. You never know. Yeah, I, mean, I think a lot of people expect him to be done because of all the yeah. health problems he's had. Yeah. All the injuries that have added up on him. Mm-hmm. Those back gives him a lot of trouble. Yeah, that elbow of his. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he certainly has a lot of different business ventures and options outside of football, so I think staying out of the off the field shouldn't be too big of an issue. I mean, he's mentioned acting. Of course, there's the WWE thing. He made it... That's my expectation. I was hoping yeah. to beat you to the punch on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he made an appearance at, was it WrestleMania a few years ago? So, I mean, that, you know, he got in the ring. He did his thing. And so, that seemingly is where the WWE is heading in terms of just getting the crossover attractions. You know, you, of course, you got Brock and Ronda. And now you bring in someone. You could potentially bring in someone like, you know, Gronkowski. Yeah. Uh, Pat McAfee's. Petitioning real, real hard to get into the WWE too. So. Oh, he already is. He's in it already. Oh, he's in it. He's in it. He's doing announcing. He's um. Who's Pat McAfee? Our old punter for the Colts. Oh, the dude Antonio Brown lit the fuck up. He's got that. Uh, he got that podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. actually a good podcast. Yeah. I watched. Uh, Definitely recommend that one for y'all. A clip of him talking about something. I don't know what it was. Sorry, I just, I just thought about it when you said it. Yeah. Dude, he's entertaining. Yeah, he's certainly he's in it right now. He's in it, uh, an announcer. I think right now he's actually doing some actual training over at the first at the PC yeah. at the performance center. 
and there's no telling. I mean, I mean, if he's yeah, his buddy is uh, Mojo Rowley. He's a wrestler, and so I, I bet you know the brass behind the WWE. If they're gonna make their pitch to him, you know, hey, you know, you're already a you know, you're one of the greatest tight ends ever in sports. You've got yeah. all this money. And don't know. think they won't ha- play around and have a little bit of fun with McAfee being the punter for the Colts yeah. and Gronk being on the Patriots. Oh, yeah. You know. There which, will be a lot of shit come up about that. Big time. So, I mean, I just juncture. I mean, he's 6'6", 29 years old. Mm. Excuse me, but, you know, he certainly has the size to be in the the WWE and his age, 29. I mean, you're not on the field anymore, so you'll, you're, you're certainly – he'll be treated as an attraction, meaning kind of like what Brock Lesnar has that schedule and even Ronda. They're not at every house show. They're not at every live event, every pay-per-view, every Monday Night Raw. Right. So it's a very limited schedule in which, you know, they're able to, um, you know, stay healthy for the most part, make some money, and he'll, he'll get a lot of money. Oh hell yeah! I, 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 I know Brock's seven figures. I want to say Ronda's at this point Golly. is seven figures. <laughs> Just doing what he does, which I mean, it's crazy for Brock to be seven figures and not show up anymore than he does. It's crazy. Just that it's that he's that attraction, mm-hmm. and you know he's basically doing what Andre the Giant did back in the '80s. And you know you have those attractions. You don't wrestle every live event. But when, but when you do, it's a big damn yeah, deal. Yeah, it's a big damn deal. It's like, what's going on? It's okay. So, but um, be curious to see, though, you know, of course, first ballot Hall of Famer, I think, in my opinion. He'll I wouldn't be it. surprised. I could see it taking maybe the second or third shot yeah. to get in, but uh, he's going to make it. I think he's going to go first ballot. Yeah. So, he played for the Patriots. That's a ballot. They just want to, they want to put what's his name, Edelman, in based off of. Playoff numbers alone. So. Yeah. Uh, that's you know, crazy. That, that's that crazy way. talk with that. Edelman's a hell of a receiver. I'm not going to take nothing away from him. Yeah. That's but, crazy talk. I mean, Gronk at this point, I, I don't see how he could not get in it. First first ballot. He, he broke a good amount of Gonzalez's records. Mm-hmm. And at this juncture. Yeah, he should be first ballot. Yeah. Of course. I mean, he'll beat. Looks like he's going to beat uh, Jason Witten to the punch, so. Because what is it, five years? you got to be out of the league? Five Something years? Something like that, yeah. Five years and then, I, so. I mean, it's pretty much what's going to happen. So, But it will certainly be a different team without Gronk on there, you know, in terms of just, you know, you expect to see him, whatever. He's been such a big, you know, aside from you know who, yeah. you know, he's been a very big part of that franchise. Mm-hmm. So whoever takes his place, I mean, it certainly really got something. I feel like they're going to completely miss him until the playoffs roll Playoffs, yeah. They the last few years they don't even really have him on the field during the regular season. He plays a game or two, gets hurt, winds up missing yeah. eight out of the next ten, and then one or two more at the end. Mm-hmm. But in those playoff runs that they've made, he's been a big damn deal. Yeah, I think they're gonna miss him in big moments. Yes, he only had three touchdowns in 2018, 17, eight touchdowns, 16, three touchdowns by his. And from what I can tell right now, his best year was 2011 when he had 17 touchdowns, over 1,300 yards, you know, 90 receptions. I mean, it's just, you know, 2011, who won that year? 2011? 2011, wasn't that the Ravens? I think ours is technically 2011, 2012, so you yeah. would be talking about 2010, 2011. Okay. 
And that would be when they lost to Eli. Might be. The second time around, yeah. Yeah, around that time. 11 or 12. I want to say, yeah, probably. Yes, 2012. It's 11 12. Yeah. Oh, 11 12 is possible. Yeah, sure. But, oh, well, well. So long to Gronkowski. I mean, that's, that's I know you to... said earlier you're not really heartbroken on nope. this. Not I don't think, think there's a lot of NFL fans across this country right now that aren't heartbroken about this news. No, but I don't. I mean, I'm really not. So I'm glad to see him go. <laughs> yeah, it's a had a hell of a career. Yeah, it certainly did. We've also been joined by Charlotte the Dog, one of the co-hosts <laughs> of the Cerebral Fit Podcast. She's up here joining us right now. She's just kind of, you, you hear some sniffing by the microphone, that's what she does. So, um, you know, football-wise this week, I mean, you had Robert Kraft going out there again, kind of sticking with the Patriots, making his mea culpa, you know, I'm sorry, I don't know what got into me. After they offered to let him off. <laughs> yeah. If he would just say that, he would have been guilty <laughs> if they had gone to trial. <sighs> that was disgusting. Yeah, it it pisses me off, you know, of course, and we've talked about this, how it's just one another fine example of just what happens when, you know, some Joe douchebag just, I mean, he does something like this, it's a slap in the wrist, but then anybody else that's not named Robert Kraft or has billions of dollars or whatever, you know, you're looking at some serious jail time, you're looking at being a quote-unquote deviant you know, across society for the most mm-hmm. part, which, I mean, we're all a bunch of deviant bastards, if you ask me. I would call you by a deviant. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, in his case, he's just, you know, oh, what the hell are you thinking, you know? Yeah. Robert Kraft, you, you, you dirty old man, you know, that type of shit. So, but once again, it'll just be one of those things that when he dies, which who knows if that some bitch will probably kind of like, oh, he had, you know, it won't be what, They'll be brought up, but it's not going to be the thing that... Fuck Robert Kraft. Yeah. So. Agreed. That's how I feel and will feel. Yeah. Um, what else happened in football? I mean, it was kind of a real quiet in terms of aside what we talked about. Cam hates his dick. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's Don't celebrate <laughs> for a month. Try and get his mind right. right. You know, I saw that. And, you know... <laughs> Judging from silence, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, I, I get why he's doing that from a more mental yeah, perspective. Because it, it really is mental when you do shit like that, you know, even after the fact when you're sexually, in my opinion, of course, I'm just speaking for my opinion, but, you know, when you're sexually active and you kind of go after a while by choice, by choice, you know, it certainly does kind of, in my, you know, it, my experience, you know, it helps. Focus. Allows you to refocus. Yeah, it allows you to refocus. You know, you don't put the pussy cat on the pedestal, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> but you well, know, and he does have so much he's working against mentally right now. Oh yeah, I think he's, he said at the end of last year he could not. He was not physically able to throw the ball thirty yards down the field. Which is, I mean, damn. Trying to come back from that is going to be. <sighs> well, it's going to be a challenge. It's a daunting. Yeah. I, I don't get why he's announcing it. Yeah, that's a little iffy. That, that, that's just weird to me. 
I've never been the type of person though. Keep himself in the news. I mean, clearly, just judging from his wardrobe choices and when he's up there, the dude like. I mean, he doesn't mind having the limelight, putting himself in the limelight. And this is just another situation. Maybe he just was like, "Yeah, feel comfortable. I'll talk about it." Yeah. You know, and I mean, we're talking about it. Yeah. So. But, it, you know... Yeah, it's kind of a sly way of letting people know, hey, I'm working through some shit. I'm working through some shit, doing what I can, trying different avenues of, of getting myself mentally ready for this upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, but acknowledging that it exists. It exists, yeah. He does have some hurdles to get over right now. You know? It is still a little bit weird to put your business out there like that, but... I don't know, he's... Between him being vegan... Oh, yeah, he's vegan. I forget about that. But that's becoming a more increasing trend amongst athletes and not just yeah. the populace in general. Like, that's... Wait, you know what athlete was a vegan? Aaron Foster. Oh, yes. I remember that. The season LeBron goes vegan. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what I'm not saying I'm anti-vegan, but I am saying I like some barbecue. Yeah, I wouldn't do that to my own life. I've dated a vegan. It didn't last. It didn't last. <laughs> <laughs> I had fake barbecue. It was convincing. Oh, she had you eat fake barbecue? Yes. Yeah, not. I mean, we went. It was this. That's so disrespectful. Was she one of those that had to tell everybody on earth she ever met? I'm a vegan. She. And this is why. She basically had started off going through that route, getting into it. I got into it obviously for other well mainly with her for other. You got into it to get into it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's no. There's no. Let's. We won't bullshit on that. And I never ever gave it a second thought in terms of wow this could be a serious thing. Now considering my career at the moment, you know, and knowing the the good in being a vegan and a lot of the bad, yeah. it's just something that I honestly I know that I couldn't do. Because of the fact that, and, and for some people, when they do it completely, it's due to the fact that, because like right now, I have a dog in my hands. A lot of those individuals who, and I've heard their rationale, and it made sense to me, I guess, I, I suppose, where, you know, you, you they they always supported animals and the livelihood of animals, and then, but they were eating them. So they kind of were like, well, what the fuck? You know, what am I doing wrong? Why am I doing this if I love animals as much? And then... Well, because of bacon. Yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> Hamburgers. Yeah. Yes. Good stuff. Chicken. Yep. Now, I'm not going to eat a dog. I mean... I think we want to forget sometimes when we're at the top of food. Yeah. We do forget that. And man, I love animals. Dogs, cats. Yes. You can also still... I know this is getting way off topic, but you can still advocate for proper treatment of yeah. Of animals oh, exactly. Mm -hmm. Even animals that we wind up eating. Yeah, exactly. It needs to be monitored because that shit can be terrible. Yeah. I mean, I don't... What up, Atkins? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, that's... I mean, one of those things, it's... it's It sounds... It's everybody's from, choice. It's everyone's choice. I don't choice. blame the man for... If I he mean, wants to do it that way, do it that do way. Do it that way. I mean, I'm kind of at that juncture now myself with the exception of this weekend where I just hella let loose. And paid for it this morning, but um, <laughs> and still am to a degree. Um, you know, I I primarily eat a lot of plants because it's just I, I feel great, better fit mentally and you know physically too about it. You know, I don't feel as sluggish. I mean, you saw me was it yesterday. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Man. I mean, I was just 
I hit everything and then the pizza thing and then just waking up this morning to whip my body that it wasn't used to that. It wasn't used to that full-blown car crash diet where I go have four donuts, large cup of coffee, large pizza, and then, you know, you, you a gin and tonic, which I don't do as much. I mean, that's my drink in terms of, you know, hey, what drink is you having? Gin and tonic. It, I don't have that as much anymore. And then, you know, this morning, 5 a.m., 5 you know, when you wake up with a sharp pain in your stomach and your stomach's saying, yeah, this evac. is... Yeah, evac, <laughs> get up. I mean... I was like, what? So, you know, today I've just been very like, uh, you know, back on that plant and fruit route. But from Cam's perspective, hopefully it gets him healthy. Yeah. I wish him all the best. You know, you, you he's a hell of a player. And, I mean, you, yeah, there's no time, especially in that division. He's going to need it. Yeah. You know, um, of course, with New Orleans still going to be doing their thing. And there's no talent. With Julio Jones, didn't he sign a contract? Um he signed an extension this week. Like, it's looking like he's going to yeah. four to five years, twenty plus a year. So, he's, yeah, he's gonna get paid. Fuck yeah, he is. And he uh, deserves it. He deserves it. Uh, QB wise, I'm not too sure. I mean, I've how old is Julio now? Hmm, early thirties, late twenties. Everybody's doing the research. Yeah. We got the computer out right now, and it took me to Julie Jones instead of Julio Jones, which. <laughs> How old is she? Uh, based off the photo, oh, 20-something. So you don't know her. She needs to be a listener. <laughs> All right, Julio Jones is 30 years old. There you go. Dang. Y'all think they had to do A-B getting paid? What's up? Y'all think they had to do the A-B getting paid? By Oakland? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I think yeah. A-B is going to make a lot of receivers more money. Yeah. Of what he just did. He just kind of, you know, you set a precedent, a new precedent like that. So, I, I don't, I couldn't. Well, see. the league is showing what it values right now. Yeah, Which running backs aren't really game. getting paid. Le'Veon yeah. didn't get paid like he thought he was going to. Kind of played himself, but. But you're seeing wide receivers getting, they're cashing out. Yeah. So right now, Which, that's what the NFL is valuing. Yeah, and then you could look at this weekend, you know, baseball. I know we don't talk about baseball, but you know, with Trout. Uh, and those other, those other players getting yeah, those four hundred thirty million fucking thirteen a year or some shit. Verlander got two years, sixty four million yesterday. Holy I think. shit! I mean, it's it's, a, it's an expansion of what he already had, but how? Yeah, it's two years, sixty plus million. Damn. I just don't understand. I mean, how one person can essentially be worth that much money? Well, in baseball, it's a few things that that matter a lot. Number one, there's no salary cap. Yep. If you can pay it, they can get paid it. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, to determine a player's worth, they use a thing similar to win shares. And uh, what they do is they take that, basically the win share number, and multiply it times, I can't even remember what the other number is, but when I did the math, and the, when I seen the, the information, Basically, Mike Trout's worth $72 million a year. I think I saw something on that, actually. So, if you think about it like that, some might say he's unpaid. Yes. <laughs> so, some might say, shoot. That's... And in baseball, you can play till you're 40. Oh, oh yeah. Just... Yeah, the careers are a lot longer. Yeah, a lot, lot longer. And, I mean, I, I mean, I guess that's just so unreal, though. Yeah. 
I mean, that's a million, multiple millions in a year, just to... I think 35.8 per year. Don't say just to play a game. Just, just don't say that. Man, just, I mean, just, uh, I can't imagine just getting that. that. That's, that's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, you think the, the NBA and the NFL, I, bet, I wonder what those players are thinking, you know, like, dang. Well, they're playing in cap leagues, though. Yeah. yeah. So they're just If they weren't, I think you'd see a lot of stuff like this. Maybe not as much in football with the long term. Well. I don't think you're going to see NFL teams even wanting to sign a dude up for 13 years. Yeah. Well, that would be ridiculous. Yeah. That, you're fucking yourself a lot of the time I mean, at that point. Gronk's been in eight years. He's done. He's 29. Yeah. Um, I do know that one. Uh, Kyler Murray did meet with Arizona, and there was some speculation that he was doing it as a means because he saw that deal, and there's always that talk. Maybe he wants to be a two-sport athlete or whatever. I've heard a little bit I about mean, that. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. After he was all in on football. Yeah. Yeah. He seen his last couple deals. Look, mm-hmm. I said it to begin with. People said you won't, people tried to say that if he's not good enough in baseball, he won't make the money he could make just off this first contract alone in football. That's which basically is, the argument. Which is, it's a decent argument. It's kind of a little situation. What do you want guaranteed versus what do you want possible? But if you're good enough to get drafted as high as he did, and it, it's really like you're playing college football for fun at this point. Yeah. I mean... And it was a decent contract they offered yeah, from my understanding. His first year alone, I think, was $5 million, Something like that, yeah. So, you could be a mid-tier baseball player mm-hmm. and make up that NFL money relatively quick. Yeah. So, I don't understand it. I mean, I guess I've heard that part of it has to do with his dad. He wants to... One of his things he's always tried to do is like talk what his dad's doing, mm-hmm. and his dad, like his dad, I guess played quarterback at A and Yeah, that's part of the reason he went there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think his dad ever played in the pros, or if he did, he didn't stick around. No, yeah. so four point six million deal with Oakland Athletics. That was the deal. Yeah. Yeah, I would have took that baseball money. Yeah. And being able to walk. Yeah, I was gonna say the longevity factor. That's that would be good to me. Like you can get hit by three hundred pound men every Sunday for sixteen weeks, or you can go out here and catch and throw a ball. And, I mean, no. work your ass off, but yeah. you ain't getting fucking laid out. But you're not. It's like as we mentioned earlier today. You know, you're 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 a football player at the professional level. You know, you use the the analogy of getting it's like getting in a car crash. Yeah, you know, especially. I mean, just the 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 hits of it. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I wouldn't blame Kyler Murray if he kind of was like, you know what, I know I said this and all that, but if I can make this amount of money, more money than playing baseball, and actually be a bit healthier, yeah. you know, in the long term, I, I don't blame him for doing that. No, I don't. Not only that, it's guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. The money in baseball is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I mean... And any injury you, you suffer, you're going to come back. I don't want to say easier than in football, but I think Most the chances of a great injury are, are much lower. Exactly. So, it's just, look, baseball's where it's at. You get paid. Yeah, if you want to get paid, you want to be a baseball player. You know, 
baseball or soccer. One of those two. Yeah. But you kind of got to respect him. Yeah. Man, fuck that. I'm going to go ahead and step over here and yeah. I'm going to show y'all just how good I am at this. Yeah. And then if that doesn't work out, I mean, well, kind of look what Tebow's doing, but I think isn't Kyler Murray's probably a bit more about talented at baseball than T- Tebow, correct? I would probably say so. So my limited knowledge of it. You know, it's kind of like the Russell Wilson situation, you know, you can... I'm, well, I just want he's definitely better. Tebow's been playing farm ball for the last four years now. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, it's just an attraction now. Yeah, he's... I always heard he wasn't near as much of a prospect in baseball. Yeah. yeah. But, you know... Just one of those things which, I mean, seeing seeing a, you know, a two-sport athlete these days, especially at the professional level, would be interesting. Yeah. You know, kind of just going I back to the, Yeah, going back to the... I've been calling for it, you know, personally. <laughs> yeah. I said LeBron shouldn't have went to the Lakers. He should have signed a contract to play tight end in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> was, I mean, well, that would have been entertaining. Well, hell, uh, Cleveland could probably, I mean, shoot, there's no Anybody. telling. I mean, you I know. know he's a Cowboys fan, but... Just, that would almost have to be where it went. I mean, Jones if, would love that shit. Oh God. Well, I mean, anybody would took him. I think. Oh yeah, anywhere he wanted to go, he would have wound up. Especially if he wanted to go to a winning team. Mm-hmm. He'd make that's your. The Rocks would easily become the greatest athlete of all time if he went to the NFL for three years. Yeah. I'll fully agree on that one. I'm not saying he'd have. I'll say best I wouldn't mind him being on the Colts. Yeah. That's a big tight end. Yeah. Yeah. That. Just kind of like that. He's man. also fast. I mean, LeBron's not oh, he's an, Yeah. He's a fucking miracle. Yeah. So like, that dude just doesn't happen. I also say Russell Wilson did the same thing. As soon as the con- the, cause yeah. the Yankees, as soon as the Yankees bought his contract, I'd be like, yeah, I'm done, <laughs> I'm done playing football. He might. There's See, no Seahawks were on their he might. down slope at the time. Mm-hmm. I've got to fuck up yeah. out of there. He still might. There's no telling. No telling with Russell. But, um, you know, full, what else are we... I know we're missing something else in terms of, I mean, because... Cap and Eric Reed got paid out. But yeah, we did talk about that one of our last episodes. That was certainly a lot less than we had thought. I just want to ask, y'all believe that, that that's, that's a... Man, at this point, it wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Right. So you got some information we don't know. I think it's really hard to prove collusion. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's funny. And it's just... Miller Report got whatchamacallit today. Yeah. It's funny you say that. Why? They, whatchamacallit, they talked about the Mueller Report today. On yeah, it got released. Oh, really? Yeah, they released a, a summary. summary of it, not the full report. Yeah. And, you know, the collusion aspect of it. And that was what, inconclusive, right? Basically, that's what it read out to be. It was, it was essentially saying that the they couldn't prove that he, that he was in collusion with it, but they necessarily couldn't say but it doesn't exonerate them. The way it's yeah. set up, from my understanding, it can basically be, yeah, everybody knows. Yeah. We're all aware of this shit. Yeah. Prove it. Yeah. Oh, you can't. Yeah. That's just the way it's set up. Yeah. And yeah. so, like with Cap and all that, I mean, you'd have to, and that's some serious gumshoeing work right there where you'd have to legitimately take a look at cell phone records, get your forensic analysis in, and just maybe even. I don't know how they couldn't find a snitch. That's valuable. Yeah. Every case always comes down to a good snitch. Yeah. Good, yeah. One who flips. Which... That has to be somebody in the NFL who was ready to flip. Who had a 
<laughs> off server email. <laughs> Say somewhere. Jerry, Jerry Jones accidentally sent me this. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. a lead wide memo or something. Even another or somebody, somebody who just found their way to access. Yeah. That's a shoot. Got all these hackers out there who are just basically, oh, celebrity news, but you can't figure yeah, out, you know, where, where, <laughs> where, where, where are you putting in your work? You know, where's your, where's your priorities at? You where's know, you know, we need y'all getting to figure out if there was collusion, if Trump was in bed with the Russians, you know, yada, 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 that type of thing. But, uh, I don't know what the spells for Cap now. Him and, well, Reed's still in the league. He's playing. He's with the, you know he signed yeah. a new deal with the Panthers. Yeah, I think he's he's doing just fine. He's doing just fine. I think Kaepernick's doing just fine in terms oh, yeah. of he's he's gonna make some money from a book, a documentary, all all of the above. The Nike deal. The Nike deal. I think um, right now at this juncture, hell man, just walk away from the game healthy with all the money you got. Go out, educate the people, educate yourself even more. Yeah. I mean. Clearly, the NFL is not gonna th- is, isn't, isn't gonna take you back. They're not gonna offer you another job. Yeah, and no matter what the collusion yeah findings were, that shit. There you go. You dope. can't tell me if there was. There's not still. It's yeah. not still there. I mean, it's kind of like going back to the Brady thing with the whole. You know, what what Deflate Gate? What the, what whatever yeah, what, Deflate Gate? Whatever the hell we call it. Um, yeah. That shit was real. <laughs> and just curiosity on my part since you asked us do you think he got paid out more or? yes do you yeah I think I think what this was was basically a way to save face on the outside yeah and it I could could have came could have came from either side I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL said we'll, we'll just we'll just have somebody say we gave you this amount of money well, that way they just can finally Cause that was the only thing people wanted to know, really. After yeah, the what he got paid. So they just put it to bed. Mm-hmm. Even if they came out and said, "We gave him three hundred million," I was like, "Okay, ain't no fucking way." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that I could see that being the same side, just them trying to overstate. Yeah. You know, just to get it out of the way, so we don't mm-hmm. talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that being being a possibility. Also, I could see Cap when people think he's broke. Oh, yeah, I mean, that doesn't make him look bad. Yeah. I mean, and I hate to say that. That was one of the first things I thought of when you said that, actually. Timmy's not broke, but. No, you know. but Cap's happy. Yeah. People know him. That'd be something. Cap. I'm broke. Like, they still fuck him. Like, it's, I'm broke. It's, it fits. It's a good deal. <laughs> so, you know, Saquon being that number one, which he was on my team, and, you know, going over the the running back aspect of it. I mean, I'm gonna try and get him again. Shoot, he's he was the most valuable player in fantasy this year. Yep, easily. And right now, the most important player on the Giants team. Oh yes. Which, Out of curiosity, where does Saquon finish in standard scoring leagues? You have a standard? I can pull it up real quick. He was still pretty close. I think he was. Yes, he was two in standard. Okay. Well behind Gurley, but he was the two. Which at this point, I think. I don't think Gurley goes number one, in my opinion. He did. No, I don't think there's I any think way. He'll, I think Saquon takes that spot. I don't know if Gurley gets drafted. At least in our league. He'll get drafted. I'll draft him before I let him just sit there and sit yeah. around. Because he'll certainly be that easily. I don't uh, have a whole lot of confidence in him right now. I'll put that right out there. This shit with his knee. 
that scares the hell out of me for fantasy. Yeah, especially if it's definitely what it could be. And you saw how this year ended. Oh, yeah. 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 They kept trying to downplay it, but he couldn't get out there. Which downplaying it, I, I, I can see why you have to do that, but at that same time, just be just be truthful. He's fucked up. Yeah. He's hurt. He's yeah, hurt where he's got arthritis. You know, like shit. You know, and then at that point, you can look at C.J. Anderson and just like, okay, well. Who is still not signed? Really? Anybody? Nope. Last I heard. Damn. Somebody will pick him up. That man gets disrespected like a son of a bitch. <laughs> what he did in the place of Gurley last year. Yeah. Oh. Taking up the, I mean, yeah. He looked almost as good as Gurley did. And he can't get picked up by a team. Unless there's just something there that they're not saying, or people are just, I don't know. I think the problem is just it's a running back deep league. Yeah, as far as running a real-life team, I think you feel like you can get that kind of production from a lot of people. For cheaper. For cheaper. Yeah. Sometimes even guys that you already have on your team. So That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I think it'll get picked up. Because what are we going through? The top 10, right? Yeah, 10 or 12. Yeah, we're going to do 10 or 12, and there's going to be people that are like, oh, what about? Well, yeah. They're going to think about real life yeah. skill level, things like that, and, or, you know, and not translate it to fans. Like, well, how do you Exactly. Know? Like, we're not going to be discussing Nick Chubb unless he's an honorable, honorable mention. Exactly. Yeah, he certainly will be. So. Oh, yes. Who's next? Uh, next is actually tied for the one spot with 385 and a half points through 16 games as well, Christian McCaffrey. My man. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, Christian McCaffrey is one of my favorite guys in the league right now. I'll be honest, man. I slept on him for a while. But he he convinced me this year. I was sleeping on him initially in college. And he's at Stanford. Everybody's talking about him. I just kind of like, I don't know, man. He's a small guy. He's a small guy. And then I seen an interview or something. He Him doing field work, something out of pads. And then they listed he's, I think he was 5'11", 205. Something like that. Yeah. So, okay, he, uh, he got the NFL build. I didn't expect him to be as big as he was. And from there, that point on, I just watched him the rest of the season. I mean, he had crazy numbers in college. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, and then his combine was ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. He was leaps and bounds ahead of all the other running backs yeah. in footwork category, especially when it came to them running routes and things like mm-hmm. that. And then... I think probably the only person whose footwork was close to his was Dalvin Cook in that combine. Yeah. So, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, uh, Christian McCaffrey's going to be real. Yeah. And I had him as a rookie in some league. I don't know which one it was, but I had him. It might have been ours, actually. It might have been. But, yeah. Shout out to him, man. Yeah. I didn't believe in him last year. I wish he played for a, a different team. <laughs> man, he's where he is right now with where Cam's shoulder is. He's kind of the perfect back for them. Mm-hmm. That's how he that's how he put up these numbers. Cam's hitting him on little bitty routes. I just don't like oh, the Panthers. Well, or Cam. So <laughs> I can understand. Like, oh, you don't like Cam? No, I've never been a fan of Cam either, so. Yeah, I can understand that. But McCaffrey's definitely going to be one to aim for next year. Oh, yeah. Shit, I might take him first. You think so? First overall? If you had the number one Well, my first year? pick, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're going to get him. He's on a short list. Yeah. You probably have to take him top six. 
you get him? If not, a little bit earlier in PPR. Oh my God, he's gonna be animal PPR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only one I see as higher than him right now, honestly, is Saquon. Because he's showing he can play through whatever situation he's in. Yeah. Play through it. Mm-hmm. Eli's almost worthless. Saquon still puts up numbers like Gurley. Yeah. High scoring offense. I that I believe in. So. Yeah. Next up, we've actually got Todd Gurley at number three. 372 points over 14 games. Actually averaged 26.6 points. He averaged higher than the other two. He just didn't play as many games. He's one I don't know where the hell he's going to be. Well, I think it's already been established. It's just just that he's not going to be the number one, number two. No. He's going to be pushed. I don't think I'd take him in my top ten, no matter how this all works out. Yeah, I wouldn't. Mm Mm-hmm. I just, whatever, I don't think he needs to play till he's 100%. So, even if it is, he has to sit out all next season and not play. And that, almost to me, seems like a full possibility. Yeah, I think it's probably the best option. stem cell treatment, and yeah. they're looking at some options and let you know just how serious it is. And you drop the running back mid-rounds and sit him down next year. Exactly. Well, they, they're hanging on to Malcolm Brown. Somebody tried to pick him up and they went ahead and matched the contract. So they're going to have him. It's Man, that's going to be an interesting situation to see play out, though. Yeah. I enjoy watching the man play, so I really hope he finds a way to... Yeah. I don't know. Stem cell treatment. Come back from all this. Yeah. Might as well. So. It'll be interesting. Number four actually just had his partner in crime ship out. That's Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Still managed to be number four, despite slowing down in a lot of games after he yeah. got back. Put up 354 over 15 games, 23.6 a game. Yeah. One of the reasons you won the championship. Got oh, he's it. the reason, that even though I drafted Dalvin Cook, with what he put up those first four weeks, man, Kamara was winning that shit for me. That's what he can do for you. Uh, in that Saints offense. With no Mark Ingram next year. Exactly. So now he's and they picked up all Latavius Murray. Yeah. To back him up. I don't see him getting as many carries as Ingram did. No, no. So, I I mean, he had a good... He was the backup to... Dalvin uh, this year? Well, before this year. When he was in the Raiders. When it was him and... I think Jamin Richard and somebody else were all kind of just... Yeah. Splitting up carries. He had a pretty mm-hmm. good year. So it might be, he might have a big year or a good size year this year. Yeah, he can do all right. What do you think about him? Kamara? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. He's certainly, I'd pick up. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just, one of the reasons I lost, one of the reasons you, I mean, you, I, you, how could you not? I think one of, I think the first time we played each other in the season and then in that championship week. Yeah. That's, he just, yeah. Damn him, but <laughs> he's a running back and certainly going to be the one that's going to get them through the next. Yeah. And next I think people may remember a little bit more of him slowing down towards the end of the year than they remember how he popped off at the beginning of the year. So you might be able to get him a little bit. You might get him in a bit of a seventh pick rate. like I did this year. Seventh I round think. or seventh pick? No, seventh pick. Oh, wow. Remember, I drafted right after you and you took Saquon at six. 
And so there was Kamara. I think that might be about where he is this year. Yeah. And I'm getting this first overall pick, dog. <laughs> and I've never had one all the years we played. I've had it. It's overrated. <laughs> I can see that. That's because you got to sit. Yeah. <laughs> you pick one and then you miss you the next. watch next everyone else go. It's like, shit. God damn it. Fucking snake drafts. <laughs> That's it. Who's next next? Next up at number five, the Dallas Cowboy himself, Ezekiel Elliott. Hmm. 329, 15 games, 21.9 a game. Heavily used in the passing game. Yeah. Certainly going to be still stud on that team. Going to be just, I mean, now we got a Cooper out there. Their so offense is just getting more functional. Yes. You know, and there's no telling what Witten's going to, how he's going to be added to this offense in terms of what, how many looks he's going to get, how many catches he's mm-hmm. going to get, you know. <laughs> Uh, they picked up Randall Cobb, who I true. think is a better version of Beasley. Yeah. So you know, they're going to be moving the ball. Mm-hmm. Zeke's going to have some chances. Mm-hmm. Disagree? Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Randall Cobb. <laughs> Call I mean, I'm not putting him up on much of a pedestal here saying he's better than Cole Beasley. Right. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just thinking about, I'm trying to, Randall Cobb hasn't been Randall Cobb for a while. That's true. But I still think he's better than Beasley. But Beasley's so damn consistent. I don't know. I mean, I guess I see it. It just, it just didn't sound good to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's understandable. I don't, don't want to get us too far off track. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we can go wherever we want to go. Hmm. I mean. Zeke would be interesting to me next. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't. I mean, if I could pick up him or, you know, Cooper. Hey, why not? Not gonna be my first pick, but yeah, Cooper could drop down to the first, second round or something. Second or third round, I think. I think Elliott's definitely gonna be top ten, top five. Yeah, he's gotta be. He's gotta be in the top five. You know, he's well, done just, this so consistently. Mm-hmm. The one year he didn't. What was it? Six game turned into four game suspension. Yeah, something. Like That's that. the only time he didn't lead lead the league in rushing. Uh, you can't turn that down in fantasy. No, you can't. Is he a vegan now? <laughs> so I can't be so petty and disrespectful to the Cowboys that I pass on him? Is that what y'all saying? Oh, hell yeah, you can. Oh, okay. That's fully supported too. So. Yeah, damn. I hate the Cowboys. It might be that spiteful. I don't drive. <laughs> <laughs> calling him a cunt. You call him a cunt. <laughs> 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 Not if, uh, not if McCaffrey's there. I'm, I'm for real. I think I'm going to take McCaffrey in my first game. Yeah, you take McCaffrey over. If he's there, yeah, he's he's coming off the board. Yeah. He's got shit in top three running backs. In so street. if you're listening and you're in the, in the league, just know. When whatever my team's called this year comes around, <laughs> if McCaffrey's on the board, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> if you are listening, which you better be. They need to be. Bless y'all the shit talking we're going to do. Fuck. Oh, yes. And we are going to be recording little, like, what, 30-minute episodes. Hopefully get some listeners involved in the league, like we said last time. There's going to be a lot of shit talking. Mm-hmm. So who's next? Next up, number six, is James Cotter. Had a very, very, very good wow. eye. He, in PPR, he finished six last year? Two hundred and eighty points in only thirteen games, and he finished sixth. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I, shit, that Pittsburgh running back means something. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. Hell yeah. 
He's got a story behind him which made me more empathetic towards like the fact that he was starting what leukemia he beat. Some form of cancer. Yeah, yeah, it was cancer. You know, and then of course the situation with Bell, which I mean, I thought clearly he won that locker room over James Conner. Oh right? yeah, and I think without he's, a doubt, you know, at that point, I, I'm certainly going to be looking at him. Yeah, I think his his stock has gone up. Oh yeah, incredibly up in 13 games. Yeah. Oh my God. Who, who had him last year in our league? Do you know? I want to see. I did it until I traded him to Ben. Ben Simpson, oh. yeah. Terrence he was another reason I did so well the first few weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. And then I turned and then it into Odell Beckham. Because Ben has always had that, shout out to Ben, that just crush on that damn Pittsburgh team. Uh, it worked out for him. He put up a hell of a lot of points with them. It would make sense. He hates the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. That whole family hates the Cowboys. But... Yeah, Connor's going to be – I mean, I think he's going to – certainly. I think he'll have higher numbers this year. Injury if he barring. can stay healthy for 16 yeah. games, mm-hmm. I'd almost guarantee you. Injury barring. I don't I think, think that offense is just going to turn into the a dysfunctional mess, uh, even without Brown and Bell. I think Juju's still got some damn good talent. Connor's got some damn good talent. What's that? No line is still there. Oh, hell yeah, they are. And that's been one of the biggest factors this whole time. So – you know, Roethlisberger doesn't, you know, fuck it up or shit. <laughs> One thing is, Roethlisberger has the, he has the O-line. That's the most important position group for him to have the, the support from him. So, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. So. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. As long as the dude's protecting you or good with you. There might be turmoil in the locker room, but oh, there's. To me, it's starting to seem more and more like Ben was definitely what's the word tumultuous. Oh yeah, but not to the extent that the defectors have been portraying. Yeah, I mean, I will say I am fully against Ben coming out and talking shit on Brown. I mean, I've always been to keep that shit in the locker room type of guy. I hope he nah. What? I'm gonna say some real reckless shit that's just not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> they play, if they play each other next year, you just slap the shit out of AB or something like that, you know? Somebody might. I don't, there's no telling. You know, I'm just the type of person I like to see that kind of thing because so those are the kind of actions I endorse once you talk a certain amount of shit. So. Yeah, that's a valid point. Well, I mean, that goes again to the question. I mean, the schedule hasn't been released yet. I mean, you certainly. I'm sure the NFL will be trying to eye that. Oh, Oakland, yeah, they're going to want that. Oakland. Oh, that happens. Yeah. Guaranteed. It's, it's Tomlin and Gruden. Yeah. yeah. You got the Black Hole. The Jets play Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh yeah. next year, too. Oh, oh really? About it. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. They, that's they can do that? Jeez. It's going to be in New York, too, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yeah, that's the game I'll be watching. All right, next up at number seven. This one surprises me. Should, but it does. That's James White. What? It's PPR stats. Yep. Okay. That's why he got as high as he did. Because yeah. he's a fucking... He's got a ball machine thrown to him. Check down, Brady. 276 points played all 16 games. 17.3 game. He don't really carry the ball that much. No, no, they don't actually let him do that. Matter of fact, I think I had him this year. Hmm. I could 
I think you did, honestly. I had him in some league. He's one of the players, though, at least for me, every time I've had him, he's been, you got to really just luck out on hey, when you play him. That's a Patriots running back. Yeah, exactly, because they yeah. always have so many, and they use them in certain ways. Yeah. You could have, you know, him that week that he doesn't do shit in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck him, I'm not playing him next week. Exactly. And, then he and that shit happens in the Patriots. Touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. And then Sony Michelle do the same thing to you. Yep. He's, I won't be trying to draft him next year. You will or you won't? That there's just too much uncertainty with the way they handle that backfield. True. I can't. Can't do it. I did have Sonny Michelle at one point this year, and I can't say that hurt me. I got to benefit from him pretty well a couple times, but I don't know. That They make me uncomfortable. I don't want any of them. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up our stats. I Oh, you know, it's not that serious. Who, uh, so what, we're at eight now? Yeah, down to number eight, Melvin Gordon. Hmm. Who James here had. Yep. Did that shit in 12 games. 275 and a half points. Average 23 a game. So he would have been the number five in points per game. Above Zeke. Yeah, but man. Towards yeah, that end, he stayed healthy. His, his health is, yeah, once again, just. It's become a problem. It's. He didn't – those last few games for me this season, he didn't show up. Nope. So, I was like – And then that week during the season that you played me, it was that week he wound up just not getting on a plane or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just didn't do it. For that London game. London game. he went, but he just got declared out the last second. Yeah, that fucked me. Mm-hmm. That's – almost – Oh, so he was in your lineup, huh? Yeah. Damn. There was, yeah, I think, one. So yeah, it was that early morning game. Very early morning. Like I was at. Them London games to me are so trash. They are. Everybody's exhausted. They're just reaching too much to really try and make this a real global game, a global game yeah. when in all reality, I just don't think it's going to work. Well, football think. is always going to be the global game. That's the true global game, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. But you're not. I'm sure there, there's fans over there who like it. Maybe even love it, but I, I just don't think Oh, they do. They get a really good response, and that's why they keep going. It's just not good for the game of football. Yeah, it's not good for the teams that have to get subjected to it. Yeah. And I don't think they can really gauge the experience until they actually have a team, which I think is still too big of a game to put a team somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. In London, yeah. I can see a team in Mexico or mm-hmm. in Canada. Yeah, Canada and Mexico would make a lot sense. more sense. Yeah, way the travel more sense. for one is way easier. Exactly. We're still basically doing the same thing. I'm really thing. shocked that they haven't even tried that. Like what? Toronto or Vancouver. A team. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's something to do with the CFL. True. That's true. That's, that's the other thing. CFL's been around fucking forever. It has. The NFL year fucking fail. Well, right now, the AFF and XFL. And a few Which, by the way, you know, the AFF, y'all watched? I haven't even got to see a game yet. Though. I watched some of it last night. Uh, when we were out last night, I watched some of it. Dude. It is not good football. Really? And I know it's a developmental league. Yeah. And that's how it looks when you're watching it. Hmm. They're, well, at least in the, the matchup last night was San Antonio's team versus Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, yeah. yeah. I mean, this was not, it was not good football. 
And when I say that, I just mean there's a lot of raggedy ass plays and just mm-hmm. unpolished, you know, missed things here and there. It was like, I don't know why you're in this league. Yeah, unprofessional football. Yeah. You're just not there yet. You can get there. And they, they have players that just kept showing last night that have been in the league before. They had a year in the league and bounced out. They went to train yeah, camp. Trent Richardson's. Yeah, Trent Richardson's in that league. Yeah. yeah. So, it's just, I was like, damn. And Johnny Manziel was officially in that league. For how long? I don't know. <laughs> how long does that eight ball last? <laughs> That's pretty much the question. Johnny eight ball. Sorry. Uh, who we got next, man? <laughs> next, we got number nine, David Johnson. My man. 246, 16 games, 15.4 game. Hmm. In an offense that looked inept most of the season. Yeah. Which now, of course, we've talked about with Kingsbury over there, what that's going to do to his stats and just his overall playing ability. And what I think it'll be a good thing. I think it is, too. Especially in the PPR. Yes. He will be... I mean, right now in my head, I'm already putting together... Man, that's a good one without people are going to look at him. You might get that dude in the second round. Yeah, second round. It would probably have to be early in the second. You get a late first round pick. But I think he could help you put together a hell of a squad in the first two picks. Oh, yeah. If I can get that fourth... I would prefer at this point to be... Fourth pick, no. Fourth or fifth? I don't know. One of those things. I've been every pick, in, in like first through last. Mm-hmm. I found that being last sometimes isn't that bad. I'm always on the back half because you get the back to back pick, and I don't know. Oh, I think, never mind. <laughs> there was a joke there. <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah. joke needs to be made. Oh, no, I can't make it. It's too late now. Well, oh, no, oh. not too, not now. Oh. Next time. Yeah. Well, Johnson, Kingsbury, you know, you still got Fitzgerald there, and depending on what Kyler Murray, that situation ends up. I mean, it looks like he's going there, but they could. I still think he's getting taken first. Yeah. I just see it happening. How Kyler Murray and that, I mean, you're going to have an excited squad that's out there. Mm -hmm. They're going to want more to make some noise, and so David Johnson's going to be that got to get them to that, you know, hey. So. He'll, be an, he'll be a huge part of it. Yeah. I do. He's he's about to go back to what he used to be, I think. How long has he been in the league? Three, three years. Okay, three, so that's not four, too bad. Three or four, yeah. Somewhere in there. Really, really there's also that year he missed. I yeah. think he missed that whole fucking season. Last year. Was that last year? Yeah, got hurt in the first game. Yep. So. And it was just a beast the year before that. Ran through everybody. I'm going to do it again this year. I could have him and Saquon on the same team. Oh, now that would be. <laughs> that would uh, be intense. Honestly, any two guys off this list that we've named so far, aside from Todd Gurley, could be pretty problematic. Oh, yeah. Opposition. Mm-hmm. These are all, other than James White. These oh, are yeah, all guys that are White. likely for my first round. Yeah. Depending on where I'm sitting. David Johnson's he's going to remain high on that list for me. 
Who's up next? Next, another good one, Joe Mixon. 243.4, 14 games, 17.4 game. I had Joe Mixon last year. Yes, you did. I tried to get him from you. Yeah. That was an interesting, interesting attempt. Yeah. I, I felt like you were trying to fleece me. I remember that. With Chubb and Tyler Boyd? See, it was the Chubb thing. I was kind of like, ass. But Tyler Boyd, I just was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, it did hurt boys when Dalton went down. I stopped being able to play him after Dalton went down. Oh, yeah, that's a weird thing to say. I'm not even real comfortable with that as far as what he is next year. Yeah. But Mixon, I think he's immune to the quarterback situation. Now. Yeah, yeah. That so. dude's too damn good. Too good as a runner, pass catcher. Definitely. I mean, he missed two games. Still ended up in the top, top ten. ten. He fucking produces. And the next one, number 11, I'm still not sure how to feel about this dude. That's Tariq Cohen. Who is he playing for? Bears. Bears. Him and Jordan Howard. Yeah. Which I think Howard's leaving. Yeah, I would say one of them they're trying to move. Yeah. And did they sign another running back already? I'm not sure if they have yet or not, honestly. They have to because Cohen's too little to be the lead guy. That can't happen. You know, that could be someone that CJ, uh, Chicago could be a place where CJ Anderson ends up. That wouldn't be shocking. You know. I, could I would actually kind of like that as a fit. Yeah. Goes in there, backs him up, and then you got another two-headed monster, which seems to be the norm. Exactly. Which, I mean, smart. And that problem right there is why I don't know how I'm going to feel about Cohen next year. Because mm. he's going to be in some form part of a two-headed monster. Yeah. He was a he was a big boomer bust though guy. Like yeah, sure, wasn't yeah. He? he was either breaking off big plays yeah. or he was putting up four points. Yeah. So that that always makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not a guy I'm looking at. Not really, unless he slipped down to the third or fourth round. Yeah. Then maybe he's one of the guys. He'd be a funny like, like, Oh, y'all didn't pick him up. Yeah, oh, y'all fucked exactly. Up. They give me that. Yeah. You pop him in your flex. You're sitting all it's right. It's mine. Boom. When he goes off, he'll win the damn week for you. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. How much I got else on that dude? I mean, nah, he's he's, he's going to be if you even think about. Yeah. As far as trying to rank him next year, Chicago just as a team, I'm looking more at the defensive side of the ball. Still with anything, I mean, I had them on defense. They, jeez. Mitch could be an interesting. Later you round guy. Defense last I year. did. He did that he shit. Did. That he was reckless. Many, yeah. I, I I had a rotating defense. I still. That's it's it's I just so painful. That's all I ever really do. Though. So painful. And I still think that I, I was this close somebody wreck with somebody. I had a fucking stud team last year. Yeah, you did. It probably honestly, even out of all the two championship teams I've had, that was the best team I think I've ever had, and I still fucking lost. Well, I had the best team I've ever had too. There you go. So <laughs> that does happen. Damn it. <laughs> and I'm ready to get to this next guy because I'm so glad he still made it to number 12. That's Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, number 12. Well, Number 12 running back, 230 in 11 games. Yes. Average 20.9 points a game. Mm. Where would that put him on the list of just per game averages? That would be seven. Hmm. 
Well, certainly going to be... Actually, eight, because you'd have to shift up Gordon, too. Yeah. That's going to be an that's interesting... That's with a couple of nothing games to start the season. Mm-hmm. People were questioning whether he was even going to be used in the offense the first two weeks. Yeah. Who did he explode against? New England? I think that's how that he had his breakout game. Yeah. Yeah. And Mahomes, for whatever reason, started throwing to him. Yeah. Which I think you're going to see Baker do a lot this year. Yeah. Once he gets in, I mean, was it four, eight games or four? four eight games suspension. Okay, so. He's not appealing, so... He's not appealing eight games. I mean, it's... It's coming in week nine, fresh legs. Fresh legs, especially. I mean, it's... Do you pick him up? Which round do you pick him up? I don't draft him, honestly. Because I'm not holding him for eight weeks. Yeah. At some point, I would have to drop him. That's going to be a real... That's going to be a real... Like, especially that fifth... Like, somebody drafted Le'Veon last year. Yeah. And you see how that worked out. It didn't work out well, but it it was one of those moves where I was like, damn... That's well, just gambling. Off the way, Good old-fashioned gambling. I think he's going to do it. Wasn't it Mark? Well, when we had our draft, it hadn't. It wasn't official what was actually going to okay, happen. Okay, yeah. He was going to sit out. Everybody kept thinking, oh, he's going to be there week one. One week one or two. Oh, shit, he's going to be there week two. Yeah. Just kept going high. Oh, he'll be back week eight. Cause I was yeah. Down. Yeah. It was still a thing at that point. Yeah. All the way up until that deadline passed. But to me, that could just hurt you. As much as I would like to have him week nine, I don't think I could draft him. Uh, I don't think I will. I would hope somebody else picked him up and held him for about six weeks and then had to drop his ass for somebody, yeah. and i pick him up. Yeah, I think that's going to be the most, the best scenario for any of us. Yeah. Is that he's just left on there. I could see, I, I know one person that would probably pick him up. First they drafted Le'Veon last year? Probably. I, I, I got to figure out who did that. And that's another one I'm curious how y'all feel about is Le'Veon over in New York. I think he'll top. He'll be top ten. Yeah. It's kind of hard to say not top ten, but I'm pretty sure he'll be top ten. He'll be Fantasy top ten. At, at, at least. I think he's going to be. He's going to become a big outlet for Donald. Is kind of how I see it going. Do they still have Crowell? I think they no, they released him. They released him. Damn. And then Bilal Powell. He's still there? Well, he got fucked up last season. Towards ACL or some shit? Towards Achilles or his ACL, something. It was bad. Like big time injury. So it's pretty much gonna be the Le'Veon show, I think. Hmm. I wouldn't I don't know why you would do that. He can't. I don't wanna say he can't. He hasn't made it a full season yet. He's No. I have to I need to keep that back up. I don't know how you could let him just go. Yeah, I don't know how much they were having to pay him. But he's proven to be a valuable backup there. He's gotten through a lot of shit. Only twenty six. Damn she younger than I thought. Yeah. Twenty six. I definitely pick his ass up. Shit, box him off. You hear this? <laughs> Check up the phone. They're talking about us. Uh, well, Tony Jefferson wants us to get uh, Houston. Oh, we already picked him up. He's Sorry, uh, yeah. You didn't hear about that shit? Yeah, hey, Justin Houston's a fit. He's signed. He's a coach. I just seen that shit last night. Tony Jefferson on NFL Network. God, I hate y'all. <laughs> Man, I'm happy as fuck. I don't know you. I kind of wish we'd gotten Earl Thomas a little bit more, but if we didn't get Thomas, 
Hell, we still got Malik Hooker to play safety. Having Houston is fucking. That's beautiful. Yeah. Does Gathers play a lot for y'all? Who? Uh, Gathers? Yeah. No, he plays. Clayton Gathers? Yeah, a decent Gathers. amount. Damn. He's I'm glad we re-signed him. My kind of safety right there. Yeah. Him and Hooker both. There. They got that shit unlocked. That's why I don't think we went after Thomas or something. Yeah. Like that. It was Landon Collins. So that to wrap up, I mean, football for this week. Obviously, it was a big week in UFC, too, with what the event they had going on and ESPN Plus. And we were just talking about Macy Barber. She was, um, she had a good fight. Well, she had a good ending to the fight. She did. Um, in between rounds, thankfully, she got her shit together. And yes. Came out and put stops, JJ. Yeah, that was a good, I mean, good coaching on that part because we were watching that fight and, you know, they both, Aldrich looked, she knew she, she, she had her, you know, okay, I got you, but then Barbara can take hits and she just oh, kept yeah. going. She still got a chance. She kept going, I mean, and then, you know, you would figure out at that point, okay, you survived the first round, you survived those hits, let's see where those adjustments and that come in. They came in. Yeah, she said post-fight. In between round one and two, her coaches told her, one, you're not setting up your kicks with punches. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't. She yeah. would kick, she would get punched. She would mm-hmm. kick, she would get punched. Yeah. They told her to start throwing her hands, and that's literally all she did. She walked out there and just started bombing on her. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where that Kempo, you know, come into play, mm-hmm. especially. And so, I mean... Good for her in that, you know, she's, you know, the idea that she could be the youngest UFC champion in history certainly would put her, it's, it's, it's in the right direction, especially in the female, with the females. How old is she? She's 20. She's 20 years old. 20. 20. She's been practicing. 7-0 now? Uh, Uh, This is only her second UFC fight. Oh, She's 2-0. I don't remember what her, where she before before this was. Let's see. I know she's undefeated. Because when I looked her up, it said she was undefeated. Yeah. I didn't know she just, this was only her second fight there. Yeah, she is 7-0, total professional career. Yeah, strong she She's unbeaten. Yeah. And a lot of people said she hadn't faced adversity yet. Yeah. She definitely faced adversity in this one. Yeah. This was her. Aldrich had a number in round one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And to me, that sucks for Aldrich. It does. Because she, she had a point in time where she could have, I think she could have ended the fight. Yeah. And she just didn't capitalize on it properly. Mm-hmm. She almost stuck the game plan too much. Instead of going in for the kill, yeah. she came back to try to maintain what she was doing. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's been doing it since she was three years old, you know, martial arts. And so this is just, it's so much a part of just her visceral aspect of what she does. So, I mean, I certainly think she is going to break that record. I wouldn't be surprised. She's got you a know. timer set. Yeah, They showed on her phone last night. Counting down to when she's the age that John Jones was when he won the yeah. world title. And um, I believe... And she wants to do it quicker. Yeah. She can do it quicker. And I think she actually... If I'm reading this correctly, she has a gym in Fort Collins, Colorado. That her and her family opened called the Fort Collins Martial Arts Academy. So yeah. I want to say... It, if, I mean, if you're training, you want to be in high altitude. So Cal, I mean, obviously Colorado's one of the best places to be for that yeah. or go down to Jackson Wink over in Albuquerque but mm-hmm. I mean 
I was impressed with what I saw yesterday. Yeah. You know, I really hope that she, you know, she's called the future for a reason. So exactly. Let's see if she can live up to it. She, you know, didn't look like it the first round, but she's still got a lot to improve upon. Yes. But she's got the the base to become a oh, yeah. good fighter. Easily. She's one of my favorite up and coming prospects. Oh, she's yeah. just fun to watch. So she Which, keep knocking holes out. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely here for it. Oh hell yeah. See what I found interesting here on her website is that my sister under her how do you how did you start in martial arts she said, she said my sister and I earned our blue belts and eventually our purple belts all through watching videos online and practicing through the techniques together which I think is really cool. It's you know. 2019 people. Agreed. YouTube has every fucking thing. Fuck the library. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I say I was at the library yesterday and you can still learn and you know you can still save a lot of money. But I think that's really cool that she can, you know, go and learn a lot of that and I mean have a good mm-hmm. sparring partner and the fact that her family's in it so yeah. you know, that's that's a real good story mm-hmm. you know yeah that's pretty dope so and uh, the other big the other big fight well there was a few of them you did get to see one I wanted to talk about was Louis Pena uh, yeah did you get to see any of that one or no no I anything, Bob Ross anything that went to decision I didn't even watch because I was yeah. in the time constraint so yeah, he's a six foot three dude that tried to cut down to one forty five. Yeah, made it to one forty eight. Looked like he was about to die. Wow. At the weigh-ins, won the fight by decision. Shit, it looked all right doing it, but yeah, that intrigued me essentially because I was well, we were watching that fight. I was off and on. I was working on something on the computer and keeping an eye on that, so I didn't get to watch every single move of it. Mm-hmm. But what still intrigued me, and we talked about it yesterday. Briefly, just the idea of just that cutting. You know, you're mm-hmm. six foot three, six foot four, one forty eight, and I just saw that one clip of him. He looked. I mean, and that's probably why he went to decision. He wasn't fighting to his full, true physical capability of up there. He's a guy that finished people. Yeah, and he, he could didn't look it. like that. Yeah, last night. And you know, that's what intrigues me from us. From the perspective, from my perspective, of just all that conditioning, but you know, how far is too far, and is it worth it? Well, that discussion is gaining traction again among UFC fans and fighters. You know, how much can we allow these guys to cut? Because it's dangerous. It unhealthy. Yeah, because it. I mean, he just looked. You know, the video at the weigh-in looked well famished. A, but B, just. I mean, poor dude. And then mm-hmm. you see him fight. Dude's got reach. He's got, I mean, he's got, you know, the dude can fight. Yeah. But fucking A. I mean, I want to see he him fight. He himself so yeah. far that he wasn't all that he could have yeah. been by anything. Yeah, which sucks because as a, as a, you know, you're watching the fight, you want to see them fight of their fullest capability. But he couldn't. And props to him at the end of the fight. When he was speaking and apologizing to the fans and just saying, listen, I'm sorry I didn't meet. But at that same time, I'm thinking, man, man, going back to what we just said, perhaps they really need to take a look at this shit in terms of, because... I think it needs to be examined a yeah, closer. You're putting your fighters in getting dangerous. It's getting dangerous. You know, you shouldn't... And you dry your brain out to the point in some of these cases yeah. where you're never easier to get that. knocked out because you've taken all the water out your brain. That's brave. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he can try. I mean, going, okay, he went 148 the weigh in. So I assume after that, 
you know, going into that probably, probably what, 160, maybe? Probably 160, 165. 165, so. Guy his height. I don't know. I just, what's, and, you know, it sucks that he has to fight in that division just because of the bigger names. Yeah. Which. You know, the 155 is a rough-ass division right yeah. now. I get not wanting to fight there, but. The conversation y'all are having right now, and you combine that with what I've seen, you know, the fans talking about the people that are, I guess, like, less casual as mm-hmm. far as watching things like they're having these these cross-weight championship matches and whatnot. Yeah. The bigger guy keeps losing, mm-hmm. pretty much getting whooped. Yeah. Uh, and you look at the fact that apparently there's only three, three fighters ever to win in three mm-hmm. different weight classes. Mm-hmm. Florian, McGregor, and Anthony Pettis. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to, and I don't like doing this, but essentially hurting their product if they're going to keep keep this up. Exactly. Because for one, they're putting unnecessary blemishes on our records. Yeah. For one. And for two, if there's, there's going to be long-term effects if people try to keep it up. Mm-hmm. And that's not good for anybody. Now, when you're starting to see it a little bit, there's a lot of talk that Dillashaw may pop due to diuretics trying to cut down to 125 for Cejudo. Mm-hmm. That's just as likely he popped for that as he is Feds. Yeah. I saw him for that fight. He looked like a little skeleton. He just looked emaciated. Well, you're at 125. I mean, fuck. Yeah, that's just... Uh, 125... We're talking 120. I was 125 in elementary. <laughs> You're 280 right now. What? You know, last time we saw the weigh in. Yeah. I mean, to be 125, I mean, I get called skeleton if I'm like 150. Yeah. To be 125, though? Jeez. Shit, look at me. I'm 145. That dude was 20 pounds less than crazy. I am. That's nuts. Yeah, that's that's I'm not a big dude by any means. I'm that's, little. I mean, that shit's. Insane to me. They just have to, from an overall business perspective, but just also we what we care for our fighters. They really got to look at that. Yeah, Daniel, because yes. you care for your fighters. So. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure he, I'm sure his fat head would say that. <laughs> Yo, y'all see somebody told him his fat ass needs to lose weight or something like yeah. that. <laughs> that shit looks hilarious. Hey, Dana, I could, I could you need a, you, you need a trainer. <laughs> there you go. Shoot. But, well, you know, you, we mentioned Pettis, and of course, last night, that was the big... Mm-hmm. I mean... I'm just going to throw out there, I personally love watching Curtis Blades beat the living shit out of Justin Lewis. Oh, yeah. I had a good time with that. What did you call it earlier? What did you say he did to him? Mauled him. What else? Didn't he call him a big titty no, bitch? No, he dominated him. He, he made him his bitch. Yes. Yeah, that's what really happened. He full-on dominated that man. Yeah. Didn't, he got one significant strike strike in the entire fucking match. One. That's disappointing. It went to decision. Yeah. Dang. Blades had fun with him last night. Blades is... I didn't watch the fight. What weight is he at? He's a heavyweight. Heavy so he's a heavyweight. So yeah. this dude's looking at... Uh, big motherfucker. Trying to get DC's out. And he's looking for it. He got knocked out by him. Not him. Oh, Nagandu looks like that's not a. Yeah. Can't fault anybody for that shit. Oh, no. That's no. another big motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nagandu and. So, okay. Well, that's, that's. 
getting. Well, I liked his post comment. Well, you know. Yeah. Go home, big titties, or something like that. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Can you say that on ESPN Plus shit? <laughs> it's plus, right? Exactly. <laughs> Shoot. But that will that you know that'll be interesting. what I wonder what's his rank now. He was four going into this fight, so he would probably go. He was fighting ten though, so he probably won't go up a whole lot. Maybe three or stay the Maybe. same. When did how often do those come out? Did I they pretty much every week after a set of fights mm-hmm. happens. Oh, yeah, I see the last one was from seven days ago. Yeah. We're going to see one probably tomorrow, maybe Tuesday. They'll update everything. Well, have they even announced anything going forward? What's going to happen in that division heavyweight-wise with DC? Everybody's still waiting. It's still, is DC going to fight Brock? Or is he going to wind up fighting Stipe again? He was doing the tongue-in-cheek shit last night. I mean, going back to Brock, WWE... Dana White, they're That's asking the him. That's the fight he wants. Yeah. That's the one he's going to be pushing, pushing for. It's the big money fight. I mean, honestly, I'd, I'd, it's either going to be Lesnar or Jones. Yeah. I mean, either of those two, you're going to probably break some records. Mm-hmm. Break some records, make some money, whatever. Um, I don't know. Just it's up, to, it's up to Brock, honestly. The ball's in his court at this point. It's like, yeah. well, Brock, do you want to – I mean, what did you – going back to – can you keep clean? That's the thing. That's the thing, and nobody knows. I haven't heard if he's been because he has a six-month testing period before he can even compete again. Yeah. He has to initialize it and finish it. I haven't even heard about that starting yet. Man, I know I told you this. I think we're looking at the steroid era for MMA. Oh yeah. I think we're here. I think it's it's going to be their equivalent to baseball steroid era. Pretty much, yeah. I need to get that shit out of control. Technology and just how it's all going about, how you can mask this, mask that. It's going to be that's what they're the finally thing. getting by is they're yeah. getting the testing so good that they're finding this shit. And that was the thing they said. Usada's going to you know, fix this. Yeah. But man, dudes just found a way around it. They'll find a way. There's always a way. I've heard fighters talk about it and say, we're looking at 50% of these motherfuckers are all juicy. They just know how to get around it. Which, with testing getting better and better, it's looking like that may stop being too much of an option, but it's been happening. Yeah. There's no denying it. You can't deny it, and I mean, you can try and spin it, whatever, all this, this, and that, but fuck. I wouldn't be surprised if TJ was also on steroids. At 125, goddamn. Well, at 135, he was so damn shredded, he looked like a creation rather than a human being. Or or a Julian Savage. Yeah. (laughs) I say that to him all the time. (laughs) But, uh, oh man, that's, I just, I'm ready for this, what, the decision between D, what, DC's ready to fight. Well, that's where you're going to see this Brock shit kind of have to play to head sometime soon. Somebody's going to have to be able to say something. You know. DC just turned 40. Fuck. I think they just got to accept that it's not going to happen. That's kind of how it's starting to feel. And my thing is, once that happens, are we done with Brock? What do you need to bring him back for at that point? There would have to be somebody else come in and be as dominant as DC has been. Yeah. And right now, it doesn't look like the weight division for that. 
That's a time span thing. By the time that somebody can be that established, yeah. how fucking old is Brock going to be? Exactly. That's well, Brock's, I think, already in his 40s. 40s, yeah. early 40s. Oh, yeah. That's not really. That's I would say so. That, I mean, that makes sense. I didn't. I've never th- thought of him as that old, but yeah, he's he's been he's been on the public eye since like 2000. 2003 yeah. is when he he busted onto the scene after WrestleMania 18, which was when I was 16, about 2000. Yeah. Shit, just tell us what WrestleMania just passed last year. 34. Or, there you go. Yeah. So 18. I mean, 18 well, years. There you go. I mean, yeah, I can see if this doesn't happen. You may never see him again. Probably not. He'll just stick doing WWE, doing that thing. But this juncture, be. it's... But he can't do that. I think, I think, now that you say it like that, Rock might just end up his career as a public wrestler. Actual fighter. Guy, fighter, yeah. Because yeah, he just signed again with the WWE, didn't he? You keep hearing a bunch of different rumors and innuendo that that they don't know what his contract is because it's oh, so. Okay. I thought and, I'd heard he resigned, so they're just as confused about him as UFC fans are. Well, Brock at this point, honestly, is is taking both sides and saying, "Okay, who wants to give me the most money? Yeah. What's Brock the be- is on Brock's side. Yeah, Brock is about Brock." And he's yeah. never made a secret of that. Yeah, and it's one of the things I respect about. Him. One of the th- and that's one of the things that frustrates the wrestling industry a lot of, but well, just anybody in general is because Brock. Even when that's one of the reasons he only lasted originally his original run two years, is because this wasn't for him. He didn't like going on the road. He bought his own private jet, four hundred thousand dollars, so he could go from town to town to town. So he didn't have to live that quote unquote you know World gypsy life. Li- exactly. So, wait. Who's the Gypsy King? Not the country. Tyson Fury. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Big motherfucker. I was just thinking. <laughs> For whatever reason, I thought, wait a minute, is that his nickname? But yeah. No. Okay. So you know he's in this situation now. The fact that he has two two organizations that are going to be bid, you know, in a bidding war for the most part. He's just going to do what's best for Brock. He's going to be getting that yep. much money so he can buy more farmland in Saskatchewan and continue to live. I've heard rumors. Well, I said rumors. Paul Heyman, who's one of his close confidants. In order, he hates technology. or He's, he's so almost like this Ron Swanson-like character that his, he has a phone that's outside. It's just a regular landline. Yeah. That he has to, that's on the outside of his farm that he meets at a specific time. He said, okay, I need you to call me at this specific time because that's when I'm going to be at my phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus. I kind of like that. He's just like, I hadn't heard about that, but yeah. I, I can appreciate it. Because he had to be at make sure, call me at this specific time because that's when I will be at my phone. Mm-hmm. Outside the ranch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so he's, he's just that, he's this, that kind of character. And I don't think anyone's gonna go up to him and say you dumb motherfucker because <laughs> well no I don't I don't think they'll nobody wants that problem no no one <laughs> wants that problem no except for maybe DC uh yeah maybe DC wants some money associated with that why don't they wait why don't they just go fight overseas that's a good question actually. when you fail you're only banned by who, who 
Tennessee. About a straight commission. I think you have to be able to pass the test before they'll let you fight even in different countries. So I think. And there's no telling. And there's no telling what they have in terms of their statutes of limitations and their they rules. Ain't fight in Russia. Yeah, somewhere like that. Sure, they ain't got no fucking drug testing. (laughs) You do what you want. I rule this country. All you gotta do is kiss Putin's ass a little bit. Exactly. Tell Fedor to hook him up. He's in there. Fedor (laughs) makes an appearance, waves to the crowd. Oh, yeah. You know that (laughs) happened. He's the octagon side. Russian Federation right there. But um, going into, I mean, like Anthony Pettis and that 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 fight, that was the big main event. It was that um caught the I didn't catch the fight. We were watching wrestling. Me and Marcus we were there, but we caught the you know seeing that was a beautiful knockout. Oh yes, yeah. I went back and watched the whole fight uh, this morning. Beautiful knockout. A lot of people were sleeping on Pettis. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see him get that W for real. Yes. Well, what's his rank now? Oh, shit. He he said last night he better be top 10. Let me see. What did they fight at? Uh, Last night was at 170. That's the first time he ever fought at 170. Is that once a week? So he's up. I don't think he's even ranked anymore. He's not ranked right now. Also, he he said he's not fighting at 170 anymore, right? No, this is the first time he fought at 170. Oh. He actually, people expected him to stop going down to 155. Uh-huh. But he said last night, hey, I'm still ready to go back to 155. Okay, so once we went out next weekend, which is Edson Barbosa and Justin Gaethje, that's going to be a damn good fight. He first said he wants the winner of that, and then him and Connor started doing this shit. Oh, yeah. Who, well, real quick, what's 140? Is that bantamweight or featherweight? Uh, 155 is... 145, something like that? 155, the champ right now is... It's Whitaker. No, that's... No, that's that's under. Yeah. The only thing under... It'd be this way. It is. It is. Is it middleweight? Yeah, it is Whitaker. He is the champion of that division, I believe. That's 155? Mm Mm-hmm. And they fought at 170 last night? Yeah. Yeah, but Pettis has been competing. They asked him about some fight. He said he wasn't going back to that that weight class. Where is it? Because he's number eight. Said. He's number eight in the lightweight rankings. Uh, Anthony that may be. You see Edson Barbosa. Yeah, they are lightweight then. Okay. Because Barbosa and Gaethje here, they're fighting next week, and they're in the same division. Okay. But Pettis definitely put on a he put on a performance last night after he got tagged up a little bit, but yeah, working some good leg kicks in there. And man, that knockout! That nice knockout! Oh shit! Also, shout out to uh, our Wonder Bread. He uh, he handled the loss pretty well. From what yeah, I seen dude. him in the he put out that little video this morning. Yeah, in the he, hospital. Yeah, he kind of he kept everything cool. Yeah, I, I can appreciate when fighters can do that. Mm-hmm. Stay respectful. Yeah. I mean, he got tagged, and he knew. I mean, just at the end of the fight, he's clapping for him, just mm-hmm. like, hey. I mean, that's one of those moments that you can't escape. You better just own it. Yeah. Oh, he owned it, but, you know, in a very, like, admirable way. It's like, that's what I mean. He's just not freaking out about it, not making excuses. Just, man, he did it. Yeah. Sure, he may want to rematch at some point. Uh, yeah, I'll bet he does. He had, he had Pettis bleeding. Before that fight stopped. Yeah. Well, how long has Pettis been 
been than UFC. Been oh, for a while. Yeah, a long time. I mean, he's a, he's what you would call a, a wily old veteran at this point. Yeah. So one of the straight up OGs. Mm-hmm. That the Showtime kick with Vincent Henderson happened a long yeah, that was time ago. That was when he was still WEC, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. WCEC and even around anymore. So. Mm-hmm. Was it WCEC? Is that or Strike Force? WEC is the promotion that the UFC bought in like 2008 or something like that. Oh, when they were just, no, no, not 2008. 2012? Something around there, yeah. Yeah, around there. Going out. You're our favorite. used to fight in it. Yeah. Him and Anthony Pettis were like the two biggest names that I can think of that were in there at the time. Mm-hmm. Now they're... He used to come on some weird ass show. Now they like or some shit. Yeah. It was some weird ass. He had to catch it on some weird shit. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that um, favorite part of that uh, Golden Boy? Golden Boy. Oh, Days. It's that one with Misha Tate and. That's a one. Is what she's associated with. I'm not sure if he's associated. He might be. I feel like he is, but I don't know which one. I don't know. God damn it. How do you spell his fucking name? Who? Uriah Faber. Oh, shit. U-R-I-J-A-H. Ah, there it is. Yeah. He's he's retired now. Yeah. He's only 39. Mm-hmm. They put him into the UFC Hall of Fame as well. Oh, did they? Yeah. Good. Who is in that Hall of Fame? Because you got Bisping going in. Ronda's in it. I'm pretty certain Hoist Gracie's in it. Oh, yeah. Matt Hughes. So they, that's once uh, every year. Is it one or two? Or how does that work? Honestly, I don't know. No, I think it's more just shortly after people retire. Like Dan Severin's got to be in that thing. He's one that I'm sure got put in pretty quickly after retiring. Let's see. There's... Because, you know, you just... Oh, you want to know. Let's see, we got Modern Era. Athletes who debuted in the Modern Era on or after November 17, 2000. Forrest Griffin, BJ Penn, Uriah Faber, Ronda. Okay, Pioneer Era. Athletes who debuted in the Pioneer Era before November 17, 2000. So, Ois Gracie, mm-hmm. Kenny Shamrock, Dan Severin, Rondi Couture, Mark Coleman, Chuck Liddell, Matt Hughes... Uh, Tito Ortiz, Pat Militants, Bas Rutten, Don Fry, uh, Munutaro, Nagara, Maurice Smith. That was a big motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Nagara was a big Oh, yeah. Matt Serra, and then now they're going to specific fights. So. Yeah. Dang. And then contributoring. Charles Mask Lewis. Oh, those are one of the tap out dudes. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. So this has been for a while then. Yeah. But, but well, yeah, hell, you can tell with Ronda being in there already. Yeah. They get you in pretty quick. Yeah. Well, shit. BJ Penn's still fighting. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Yo, do y'all remember? There used to be like a TV show or some shit they used to follow this dude Charlie Lewis around. Mm-mm. Y'all don't remember that? Mm-mm. I don't know where the fuck I've seen it before. Maybe he was on a TV show or something. Or something on YouTube. 
like there was something back in the day used to follow him around. You never know what the fuck was going on. Was like, yeah. That's weird. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> just popped up in my head. Well, with Pettis winning now that we look into the future, I mean, you got, of course, on Twitter every time, you know, Connor the past few weeks. Connor calls out everybody who wins. Yes. And so, I mean, do we... You, See, I don't feel like he really... I don't I don't feel like it was as much a call as he was saying he was going to fight anybody. Because yeah. he says, welcome to the club, congratulations, but who the fuck wants next? Or who the fuck is next? Something like that. So I could see where that's more of a... I feel like it was an opening. Opening, okay, who's going to step up, come in and do this again. Yeah. But once again, it's one of those contexts. Who takes it, Yeah. you know, calling Pettis out, you calling anybody else out. Just right now, it's kind of like going back to the whole DC thing, like with Connor, flight-wise. I mean, of course, you got Cerrone out there. That, that, that would be a good... I'd like to see that. You get the Nate Diaz that that's still floating around that trilogy fight. I don't know if I want to see him fight Diaz. Why is that? Who's the last person Nate Diaz fought? Carter. Exactly. And fought in what three years now? If that's the case. I know. Well, no. Shit, I'm not sure. Nate Diaz. He's not. The thing is, Connor is a money fight. Yeah. And that's why Pettis wants it. Yeah, that's so, why everybody wants it. So if you're going to make him fight people, well, I don't want to say make If you're going to you know, introduce these fights, it needs to be rel- relatively relevant people. Yeah. Either somebody that you're building up or somebody who's already at the top. You can't put it. You can't be putting them in there for grudge matches. Oh, Connor, no. It's not why Connor has good years left. Exactly. It's not, it just doesn't work like that. What to me, it's not smart promoting. No, yeah, definitely not. What he said was, welcome to the club and congratulations. Now, who fucking wants it? Yeah. And then he posted Anthony Pettis as the third fighter to win at featherweight, lightweight, and welterweight. Joins yeah. Kenny Florian and Conor McGregor. Yeah. So I think most people took it as who wants me to fight Pettis. Mm-hmm. But you never know with this dude anymore. Yeah. See his last fight, Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor, six, so three years ago. Yeah. August 20, 2016. Before that, well, he, well, he lost to Conor, mm-hmm. but then he beat him. Yeah, he submitted him the first time. Yeah, yeah fight. Rear naked choke. Rear naked choke, and then boom. And then before that was Michael Johnson. And then previous to that was Rafael Dos Santos. UFC fighter. So. Honestly, Nate Diaz, I'm looking at his, his, his resume is not that impressive. They basically built themselves up into big names. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with just how they fight the stock and slap and all that shit. He he was on the Ultimate Fighter? I mm-hmm. believe so. Yeah. 2007. Yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. So he's an OG too. Oh yeah, he's been around forever. Yeah. I just... He's not... He's not worth them trying to... I don't know what they gain out of that. I don't understand who else would want to watch that. Well, the Diaz brothers refusing to fight has basically turned them into little mini legends. Oh, yeah? Yeah, dude, their fan base is enormous. They're refusing to fight now? Oh, dude, that's why either one of them hadn't fought. What's that? He was supposed to fight? said, dude, I just want to party and kick back and chill. I'm not even trying to fight. I'm not trying to hurt nobody. 
It that said that he was supposed to have a fight in 2018, but the other guy got hurt, so they canceled the fight at 2.30. That sounds right. I can't remember who was, he was going to fight. Dustin Poirier? Yes, that's right. Poirier. That would have been a decent fight. But, I don't know. I need to see Diaz do something else before he gets, gets Conor again. I don't, it just, it's so, and we've talked about this a lot at this point. Just getting so much towards pro wrestling thing. It's kind of like the Brock shit. Because yeah. the fact is, people buy the pay-per-views when those two show up. They're overselling. Basically, yeah. And then there's still a good contingent of people out there who's just like, put up a shop, we just want to see fights. Oh, yeah. Oh. There's plenty of those people. He wasn't even supposed to fight Conor that first time. That's right. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. That's his claim to fame. Yeah. He took the fight on those short notice, only 11 days. Yeah. And then he beat Connor. Yep. Now I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been fans of him as people, but. Yeah, he beat up his girlfriend or some shit. I don't know it. <clears throat> Let me just redact that, because I'm not sure. Heard that, I'm not sure if that's exactly I can't redact I shit. But. I feel like he has some kind of like... We are clear and transparent. Scumbag human being uh, tendency that people talked about at some point. I don't know what it was. Maybe I'm maybe I'm making shit up. But. Like they wound up jumping Jim Miller in the octagon. Him and his brother? Yeah. You know what? A bunch the, of their... Oh, let's see. There's a bunch of them that's different. <laughs> no, dude, if it's just them two, I mean... Where did they train out of? Albuquerque? No. Uh, uh, Stockton, Stockton, California. Okay, so okay, Stockton. That's where the Stockton slap comes from. Those dudes, a lot of the time, don't even punch people. They slap them. Scissor and Jiu-jitsu. And man, it wears on people. It's weird as fuck to watch. Oh, it's They'll do that soft. shit long enough that they finally knock the dude out. It sounds like some annoying shit. Really get you off your game. Cause you a little bit, yeah. Because you got a grown man slapping you. Yeah. <laughs> Not even fucking punching you. He's just slapping you. Yeah. He is. He beat Donald Cerrone in 2011. Yeah. So, you know, we've mentioned the OG thing. Like, what year would constitute, when does it start being the OG? Like, if you're from the... I feel like the only thing about being the OG, I don't think you can base it just off time. I think you had to be in that time and have some rep. Yeah. You know. Or at least been building yourself up at that point in time. Exactly. So start 2016 and continue to fight and fight and fight. You think 2016? No, no. Oh. Like, based off what I've said, I'm thinking like too bad. Look, honestly, 2006, OG me, 7. OG to me is even before that. It's like Tito Ortiz was still young. Yeah. That's OG OG to me. OG, OG to me is. When fucking UFC used to have that bald head dude who has the logo on yes. all the fucking DHSs oh, yeah. at Blockbuster. Mm. <laughs> to me, that's, that's OG. That is. We're going way back. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's OG. We're taking you to Blockbuster today. As in the WWF section, all that, the sports section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I man. My granddad used to rent them tapes when we watched them. <laughs> to me, that's OG. Yes. Yeah, I think we rented a few. If, if we can even say if you weren't popping by UFC what 100 nah fuck that that's way too late 60 50 
What's, what's a big uh, UFC pay per view from there? I see when UFC 50 was. UFC 50 was in 04. Tito Ortiz defeated Patrick Cote, Rich Franklin. OG. Yeah, that's an OG. No fucking doubt. Uh, Matt Hughes versus GSP. OG fight. Yes. Frank Trigg. Mm-hmm. Robbie Lawler, who's been there that since. That dude has been around longer than people. I think that's when, isn't that when he made his debut? It might be. Or maybe he came in at like 34. Yeah, that sounds closer, actually. I think it was in the 30s. 34, 32. Something like that. We had dudes in that that time frame. Yeah. When UFC was like... You know how wrestling fans used to talk about the... uh, What's that The good old days. No, no, no. Not the good old days. When... What's the... Where did Brock Lesnar... What what promotion was he on when he came to... uh, with Paul Heyman. They brought in that, that other promotion they bought. What was it? WCW. No, fool. They, when he came in, they were the, the other only one. What the other, other one? one? It wasn't WCW. It wasn't WWF. There was another ECW? one. ECW. Yes. He wasn't a part of ECW. But I'm pretty sure he came, Paul Heyman was the ECW guy. He was, but Paul Heyman at the time, when, when all that went down, that, WCW and ECW, that was all bought 2001, 2002. Okay. That was pre-Brock Lesnar making his day, pro wrestling day. When Brock Lesnar debuted, was he not debuting as one of the ECW guys? He was not. He was not. Okay. Either no. way, we're straight from the point. <laughs> <laughs> you needed to be, to me, fighting in the UFC when it was obscure, like yeah, ECW yeah, yeah. Okay. was, before okay, I see what it got saying. bought by the WWF. So, yeah, because, oh shit, I mean, when would you say that it really started to take off? UFC. Like it just full blown. Man, it kind of crept up on me because I did watch it so early. Yeah. Because I still remember when we were in Vegas and we were in the elevator and you were, it was New Year's. Oh, yeah. You were wanting to go. go. And, you know. That was like 62. Honestly, the Forrest Griffin time frame really, I think, did a lot. It did. That batch, I think. Bottom of the end of Ultimate Fighter 1. I think yeah. that was like 04. Yeah, something like that. 03 or 04. Jeez. Yeah, so that was... And that fight helped put that shit even on the map. People, yeah. well, we A were, lot of people heard about that yeah. shit. I came in, fight. you were watching it the other day, you're looking at the who's who, who's watching it. I mean, it was a huge... You seen Michael Clark Duncan when he was still alive. You've seen all yeah. these different celebrities that are in there yeah. watching this fight. It's like, mm-hmm. shit. Because that was one of the things about it was yeah. the... The real, yeah, the real answer to wrestling. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like it's just one of the things. It was no, it filled that void that boxing just, especially back then, just wasn't. Fading, boxing right? kind of died off. Yeah, and for me, it was a perfectly natural transition to go from liking wrestling to actually liking something that's a gym. real professional. Yeah, fight. yeah, because yeah. that was a. I mean. Cause that, I think a lot of us were like that back then. Yeah. Like, okay, we not not as much into the wrestling. We got this shit over here. And, it, and a lot of the fans did transition into mm-hmm. that. Me a little bit more later into it, but you know, certainly. Uh, I mean, it was a, like I don't I don't even realize how long I've actually watched MMA until we have conversations. Until you like think this. about it, it's yeah. kind of weird to think about. It's you pretty much watched it on the show. Yeah, like man, I watched Dean Carano get her ass beat by Cyborg live. See, 
Man. I never even seen Gina Carano fight. No? No. But I remember when she that one broke my fucking heart. First came out to being in Hollywood and everybody was talking mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Did the Haywire movie. Yeah, yeah. All that shit. Yeah, I saw that in theaters. I think I was the only person who did. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I did too. Cause I, was, I was a big old Gina Carano. Yeah, I, I, I saw her. Movie. Beautiful, could fight other than cyborg. Women as objects, huh, James? <laughs> <laughs> she. But. No. I don't know. I mean, what else have we got here? Winding down here. I think we've yeah, covered. I believe we are. I think we've covered everything that we could for this week in terms of what was big and what was not big. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, congratulations, Indianapolis Colts, for getting Justin Houston. Lock on. <laughs> <laughs> I am indifferent. <laughs> Which, eh. Big pickup. Big pickup. Yeah, I'm very happy about that. Big pickup. Um, what the hell else? Also, we are recording on a new uh, microphone, which got to give a big, massive. We did to last episode. We will do this episode to yep. Stephen Machado. Dr. Shane. Yes. There Over there Thank in Germany. You, Thank you. This is a very. Uh, very nice and heavy. Mic- We're living a lot more high quality. Now. Yes, yes, very much so. So we'll catch him down the road. But other than that, we got. Some, I mean, we got the draft coming up here in a little while. Um, I'm pretty sure next week we'll probably talk about some college football. Well, not college football, but some uh, college basketball, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Hey, North Carolina won today. Sweet Sixteen, boys, let's go. Yep. And Duke barely won today against it's, UCF. Yeah. Taco almost. Taco Fall. Oh, yes. Yep. That dude can play. Oh, yes. And he almost got him. Got him by him. But oh, no. shit. Oh, boy. Had, what, 36? I think so, yeah. Aubrey, uh, yeah. I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. And the team that matters the most, Texas Tech, did win today. So. <laughs> they win pretty convincingly or no? Yeah. I'm not a lot scared during the UNC game. That end of that second, that first half, all the fucking turnovers. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see that one. Oh, man, it was getting ugly. We went from being up like 16 to only being up like 9. Oh. Yeah, got it. So, sweet 16. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get into that sometime. Yeah, we have to. We have to. So, who knows what's going to be happening next week when we got North Carolina Duke and, you know, Texas Tech. So That championship has never happened, by the way. North What's, Carolina Duke. Yep. Well, maybe we'll get it this year. It has never happened. There's going to be a year for it to happen. It would be yeah, this, this year. This is the right year. It would yeah. be this and year. If North Carolina can get that win, that oh means some shit. Hey, Cree Flowers, if you're listening, if we play in the Natty, I want 100 on game this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, well, that's all I got, gents. Yeah, I believe that pretty much covers it for me. All right. Well, I'm Just sure. remember to check us out yes. at Rambling Men Pod on Twitter. Talk some shit to us. Let us know what you do. Yeah. We are available on iTunes now. Yes, big announcement. So, yeah, iTunes. If y'all get a chance, if you're listening, yeah. review us, give us a rating. That's how we get found on that shit. Yeah. So, and uh, also, thanks for the poll. We uh, the poll this past oh, week. Oh yes, yeah, that Wait, was really fun. I haven't got to see the results of that. How did that? Uh, I think Kimbo won both of them, which was bullshit. Yeah, actually yeah. did. I Kimbo think. was getting a lot of support. He was man, and he more was. so than I thought in the MMA. And the one. MMA one, which Me I too. thought. That one I was not thinking was going to go that route. You know, we know he was my. I think people people remembered Roy Nelson 
who is not the wrestler that Brock is, I figured they remembered him just putting Kimbo on his back and beating Shut him up. until it was over. Hey, this is what it is, man. People have spoken. People chant. Think it tells you a lot about how people still remember Kimbo. Yes. No matter how you want to look at it. Let me tell you why I'm James Reese. Oh, I was going to pull that oh, yeah. real quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, Kimbo won that. You won both balls? I think he did. That's good to know. How long do those stay open? 24 hours? hours? I had them for 48. Oh, I Oh, 48? I've never Oh, okay. Seven. Well, that might. Yeah, I tried to give as much time as I could to let people vote. One of them we got a really good turnout on. We got about 48 votes. The other one we only got about 14. We just certainly gonna have more fun with that too. Yeah, we're gonna start trying to post a few more polls here and there. I think one we could touch upon is just who should DC fight. I think that'd be an interesting one. Yeah, I would kind of like to know what people think about that. Me. DC versus. I can't guarantee you Kimbo won both of them. It was by a closer margin in the MMA fight, and he won in a landslide on the. Boxing. Backyard boxing. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-mm. But cool. Well, I'm James Ruiz. I'm Terrence Spain. Each is out. All right. Well, catch y'all down the road. Y'all be good.